Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, January 6, 2014, and it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes of the very first show of the year with Jake and Mr. Skullhead, featuring Jake and Mr. Skullhead with a resolution of Jake and Mr. Skullhead by Jake and Mr. Skullhead. So, uh, just to give our listeners a little a peek behind the curtains, the countdown uh, that Mr. Skullhead just gave me went a little something like this. Three, two, one. Uh, yep. Which made it hard. Uh, that that sort of doesn't. That a countdown only needs one thing, and that is a consistent rhythm, and that is the one thing that it didn't have. You know, you could say three fart poop. You know, well, not like that because then I waited way too long between the poop and the clap. Yeah, usually the poop and, and the clap happen pretty instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Because many people don't know this about you, so I, I should probably share that Jake's uh, turds don't actually taper. Yeah, they're just kind of blunt on the end. So when he's finished pooping, he it just kind of claps shut. Yeah, really, it's uh, people think I'm applauding a very small amount for whatever show is being put on in my bathroom. That's the other thing that I wasn't going to mention about you, but if you want to share that with the people, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm I've got a really shy bowel, and I can only poop in the audience at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> so you have a well, that'd be kind of the opposite of a shy bowel. Okay. Your your bowel's kind of a fame whore. Um, is is there any? I guess there's got to be people with a shy bowel. I mean, maybe everyone just instinctively, sort of. Yeah, I think nobody is really like, all right, I get to poop at work today. Oh boy, I always was. I, I'm just saying, like pooping in front of people. Oh yeah, I generally choose not to do that unless I'm making an episode of my web series. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people get stage fright with peeing. But that's a thing where you will often have to pee where somebody else is, like, they're taking pictures of you. Yeah, because generally I like to pee on the red carpet at a, a major, like, Hollywood event. Well, yeah, that's how you keep it red. Huh. So it's just made out of that special paper that turns red in the yeah, presence that paper of urine? From, that paper from swimming pools. <laughs> yep. All swimming pools are lined with that paper. It's just that the older pools, the paper kind of wears off. Cause, it diffu- you know. diffuses out into the water, yeah. How mm-hmm. uh, have you been, Mr. Skullet? It's been a long time. Not that that seems to have had any impact on our quality. Yeah, it seems like we're, we're as good as we ever are. And we'll just leave that to hang. We So we haven't done a show since previous to Christmas. It I, I haven't used the word previous in a sentence correctly since previous to even that. <laughs> Abrevious to Christmas. Im- since impervious to Christmas, we mm. uh, haven't done a show. Uh, yeah, so Christmas was tight. We went out to California with my big sister has a new house that's big enough for the whole family. So we all went and california it up. Cool. I went uh, on the Friday after Christmas. I was up to my neck in the Pacific Ocean, which was, you know, a little bit cold, but the air outside was 85 degrees. And then when I got home, it was 40 degrees, and then the next day it was 2 degrees, and Yikes. now there aren't ever any degrees. Are you? Are there, are there icicles on top of your house? There's... It's real cold. We did all the, the uh, stupid cold tricks that you do when it's cold, like boiling a cup of water and throwing it outside to watch it just like, turn into fog immediately. Ooh. And freezing a banana... And then using it to hammer a nail. Okay. Um, what else? You, you blow bubbles and watch the bubbles kind of shatter like glass. Uh, you can take a... 
a garment and get it wet and like set it out flat and then it will freeze stiff in about five minutes okay and then what do you do with it uh, then you take a picture with like, look at my crazy stiff vertical towel. It's like I'm a teenager again. Huh. Because you had a crazy stiff vertical towel when you were a teenager? Uh, you know, well, like, fabrics getting stiff and covered in white stuff. Oh, I see. Because I teenagers teenager. masturbate a lot. Right. They also don't wash their towels a lot either. Okay. It's a, it's a double whammy. Take that, teenagers. Um, so it's really cold, but is there, I mean, is there, like, ice on the snow on the ro- root, roof, root, road? Like, there's snow on the everything. Not as much. I mean, that's just kind of left over. Was there snow snows. on the rood after winter came to Calvary? There was. That's a word you don't get to use often enough is rood. Yeah, you don't. It was, uh, you know, in the 90s when rude dog was a popular clothing line. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just those t-shirts that were just a cartoon dog nailed to a cross. I think that was the version that they sold in the Christian bookstore. Mm, man. Yeah, you know, like instead of the Megadeth and Slayer shirt, it was Mega Life through prayer. Right. Um, Big Jesus Sporting Goods. <laughs> Co-ed Naked Fellowship. Huh. And no fear of death owing to our eternal life in heaven. There you go. Saved by the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The uh, my uh, least Stussy. favorite was the uh, this blood's for you Budweiser one, mm. but it was Budweiser up, and then this blood's for you. Wow, seriously? <laughs> yep. Oh man, you know, okay, who like we would be pretty good at that, right? Like if if we could get a job. I think you'd probably make a job. I don't, I don't know that somebody like hires for this, but we could one of either one of us could create a job where what we were doing was taking popular shirts and just making Jesusy parodies of them. Uh-huh. Do you think that the guys who make those shirts, the guys who made those shirts, were serious about it, or do you think that they were just like, oh, this is this is a place where I don't know. It's it's it seems to me like targeting a religious audience is a good way of getting like converting mediocre talent into money yeah I I think though in those shirts I sensed a sincerity that because I think they would be better quality if they were not sincere okay but I think it's someone who's genuinely like all right, so I'm gonna go walk around the like state fair and see what the sh- what shirts people are wearing, and then I'm gonna use the like iconography of those so that I can get out the good news of Jesus. And I really think that that's the abs- that's absolutely a genuine intent. I remember the Marilyn Manson shirts that were something something son of man. Yeah, those were the uh, Charlie Manson shirts. Hmm. They're like the Charlie Brown shirt, except instead of just a black zigzag across them, there was a swastika. <laughs> mm. um, so you, you had your you had your California California dreaming for Christmas, and then some California creaming later on. You watched a good man die, that is to say, Jesus Christ, and then you went to Disneyland. Yeah, I uh, bid happy birthday to Jesus. Uh, the uh, the Disneyland was quality as it always is i uh this thanksgiving was the first time i had gone there when it's decorated for christmas 
Uh-huh. And that was interesting. What did you think of the uh, Haunted Mansion? Um, As someone who doesn't love that property. I thought that it was... I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was, you know, it was cool to see some new stuff in there. It was cool to see, like, some updated technology bent to the purposes of being a spooky Haunted Mansion thing. Uh-huh. I think I would have been pretty sad. Like, because I go to Disneyland all the time, comparatively for an adult, I mean, you know, probably once every year or two, uh, I... Like, I get to go to the Haunted Mansion basically as often as it is interesting to do so. Right. So, if if that had been, like, my one chance to go to Disneyland for the next ten years, I probably would have been kind of pissed. Huh. You know, just not, not because of anything particularly objectionable about it, but just because they had replaced it with something. You know, they didn't, like, Christmas up the Indiana Jones ride. They didn't, uh, they didn't put a Santa hat on... You know, Captain Jack Sparrow, the traditional <laughs> occupant of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I had a... Like, I really like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I like that Haunted Mansion. But it did make me think, this isn't the Haunted Mansion. And I, I'm glad that a couple of years ago I got to see the actual Haunted Mansion. Yeah. But I mean, so I don't I, think that I, changes... I like them both. I don't but. think that change is permanent, though. Is it? Like, isn't that just for Christmas? Oh, no, they do it every, like... Thanksgiving through New Year's. Oh, I thought this was the... I For whatever reason, I thought that we were seeing it for the first time. No, they had a big um, banner on the front of the mansion that said, Celebrating Ten Scary Years. Oh, geez. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. So it's been a while. Um, what else was interesting? I. It was interesting doing these rides with Ollie because he is really analytical. So, he is definitely not the kid who's like, we're on a magical boat sailing through the sky to Neverland. So, he like he's enjoying it, but he's still going, so how is this floating, and how does it look like we're so far off the ground? There's no way we're that far off the ground. You're like, oh, those are little tiny houses. And like, oh, that's really cool. Which, ri- which, ride, bleh, which ride was this in particular? That's the Peter Pan. Oh, huh. I'm and not, the, uh, I've not ever done that one. In the Haunted Mansion when the tarot cards are spinning around. <clears throat> and so, like, that's a loud part of the ride and kind of chaotic. And he, I looked over to make sure he was okay, and he kind of shouted, How are the cards hanging in the air like that? How do they float? And I said, Oh, there's there's cords holding him up. You just can't see him because they're painted black. He's like, Oh, okay. Man, you, and ruin, then he went, you ruin everything. The rest of the ride. He, but he wanted to know. You know, if I had said, like, magic keeps them up. I don't think that would have satisfied him, and I don't think that would have satisfied me. Mm-hmm. I, was, and, I was kidding. I don't really think you know. that you ruined anything. Like, well, I, that is a thing that people would say. Like, yeah, assholes. Don't, don't ruin the magic of Disneyland by explaining how things work, but I also think the kind of kid who wants to know how things work is the kind of kid who's gonna do more in life. Yeah, but that, but that also, I mean, for me, that is the magic of Disneyland. Yeah, like you know, as a as a grown ass man who still enjoys going there, it's like, wow, those animatronics are incredible. Yeah, like this is a very clever application of technology to no other purpose than to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, well, that's arguable, I guess, because you know people will complain about the crass commercialism of Disney, but I whatever. Those people are just dicks. We listened to an, an interesting thing. Uh, it kind of makes me want to get the book that this was the outtakes from, but uh, it was a thing that they had uh, posted about on Boing Boing like a year ago, and I just bought 
this album on iTunes. It was just a, an album of this guy, Raleigh Crump, telling stories about the early days of Disneyland. Oh, yeah. They're just all over the place, but it was great. That would be really interesting. Yeah, it was, and apparently the, these were just the leftovers from some larger project. So it's like, wow, these are the least interesting stories? Hmm. Do tell. We just went back to Phoenix and we did our typical Christmas. We, we uh, deep fried a Christmas turkey. Because <laughs> you don't do that at uh, Thanksgiving. We no, we went to, th- we we went to Disneyland for Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh well, back to what is what? What would you say your favorite thing is at Disneyland? <sighs> I definitely wanted to get to the haunted mansion. That that's a big deal. I always want to be on there. The haunted mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, are the things that yeah I like the best. Although the Indiana Jones ride is super fun if you can do it without having to wait an hour. Yeah. The uh, the lines the first half of the day were really cool. Like, we didn't wait longer than 20 minutes for anything. And we went on some of the big rides. But then in the afternoon, the park filled up, and we ended up... Our afternoon was, like, four hour-long lines. Mm-hmm. But we spent ended up spending most of our time in Tomorrowland. Because, um, like, we waited forever for Space Mountain, which was worth it. That was the last ride of the day and Ollie had fallen asleep in the line and then woke up and kind of groggily got on the roller coaster and had the time of his life. Huh. Which is good because I remember being petrified by that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I still won't ride. Even though I know that it is probably the pussiest ass roller coaster, I still just can't do it. Like, I was so traumatized. Not by the ride itself, because I don't even remember the ride. But mm-hmm. just by the the terror of being in that line and how long it lasted and just begging, begging my parents to let me not ride it. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, you know, I went there and mom, mom and Emily wrote it. Yeah, you should cleanse that taint. Should I? It's super fun. You know. He, whenever anybody asked him about Disneyland, he said, we went on this thing and it was dark and there were stars all over the place and then just goes, and yeah, he was super excited. Yeah, I mean, everybody says that it's not—it's not even as as like intense a roller coaster as Thunder Canyon or Thunder Mountain Railroad or or uh, Th- Thunder Cunt Railroad. Yeah, yeah, Thunder Cunt. <laughs> uh, the or the Matterhorn, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so but Tomorrowland has that. They've got the Star Tours, which is awesome. Yep. The Finding Nemo submarine thing, which was great, even as I was freaking the fuck out with my uh, intermittent claustrophobia. Oh yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get Emily to go on that one, so Ooh. we just skipped it. She's well, she's like not afraid of the small spaces, but afraid of the water. Oh, uh, see, I climbed into that sub and went, "Oh God, this is a small space." And but I can look out the window, and I looked out the window, and we were like an inch from a concrete wall <laughs> because that's how you start and end it. <laughs> yeah. So until we got going and I could look out and not feel trapped, that yeah, it sucked. But the ride itself is really cool now with the all the projections and stuff. I haven't uh, been on it since. Well, probably not at all. Actually, uh, I, remember I remember riding, riding it when the, it was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, yeah. the one in uh, Disney World, I think. Yeah, we did that when I was like eight. Yeah, it's cool. They a couple of the rides now they have that like they string a net halfway in your field of vision and project stuff on there. Hmm. 
So it's like, and over there is a squid, and over there, like, over there is Nemo and Marlin and Dory. Like, oh, that's cool. I don't. I still haven't seen Finding Nemo. Oh, you really ought to. Yeah. Is it, it one of the, Is it one of the ones that's worth? Yeah, it is probably in the same league as your Monsters Inc. and your Ratatouille's. Mm, I still haven't seen Monsters Inc. either. Oh yeah, it's a well. Both of those are as good as Ratatouille, which I know you've seen and liked. Yeah. Okay. Good. And uh, the Buzz Lightyear blaster thing oh, that's is in fun. there too. So that, that is, is fun. super fun. Yep. I really think you should. Uh, I really think uh, more game, more rides should be games like that. Yeah. Something about that keeping score and having a leaderboard is really neat. Having control over the rotation of the thing is interesting too. Hmm. I forget we rode some weird thing that I'd never been on before. Oh, the Roger Rabbit thing. Oh yeah. That was kind of nauseating actually because I was just trying to spin it as fast as possible the entire time and <laughs> it's designed to like all of the all of your visual input is supposed to be overwhelming and and confusing and dizzying even when you're not spinning. Right. So uh yeah. We did I was surprised that I was able to do the teacups without getting sick. But <clears throat> I think it's because you can drive. Like as long as there is a task, I tend to not get motion sick. Huh. So does spinning does spinning normally get you motion sick? Oh oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Just about anything if I'm not wearing those little placebo bands. Oh, you know, we also did that it. uh that Twilight Zone Tower of Terror thing, which I was really scared of and then it it ended up just not being a big deal at all like it was for whatever reason like I had always thought that free fall rides would be really terrifying to me and then Hmm. they they just weren't it just wasn't a big deal (laughs) we didn't get to California Adventure Hmm. I didn't there was enough Disneyland to do yeah we had like a two day thing and then yeah I think that's the way I would do it we went to California Adventure for like the first half of the second day, and then halfway through was like, eh, you know, there's not really very much here. Hmm. Uh, so we just went back over to the Magic Kingdom. There is a thing about Disneyland, like it. It ought to be <clears throat> just totally hokey and dumb, right? Like the Peter. I was thinking about that on the Peter Pan ride, where. You are just kind of suspended from the ceiling in this little tram going through scenes from a movie that's 60 years old. And the little, like, miniatures and stuff to make it look like you're up in the air. Like, it's hokey. But for some reason, it it just reads as delightful. And I'm not sure why. Like, I don't know why I still go to the Tiki Room and enjoy it every time. Because, yep. you know, it's stupid. It is stupid. But, but it's great. Yeah, it's, it <clears throat> is. Like, that's, and and I, I didn't see it when I was a kid, so it's not like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, no, I didn't either. <laughs> it, I did see it once when they had uh, briefly let Gilbert Gottfried take it over. And the thing is, I like the Tiki Room, and I like Gilbert Gottfried, but that was fucking awful. Oh, that one that had Zazu and uh, yeah. and Yago in it? Yeah, yeah it, but then they finally reverted it because everyone... <laughs> this, I don't know, man. I feel like people probably started just, like, cutting up the chair cushions and stuff. They were so angry. Yeah, because uh, you, don't, you don't really want to go see a bunch of animatronic, animatronic birds and stuff sing. You want to go see the Tiki Room show. Yeah. A lot of people don't, don't like Gilbert Gottfried. I don't understand those people. 
Yeah, I don't understand those people. Mm. You know, Gilbert Gottfried and Lewis Black should do a buddy comedy. Hmm. What would they, would they be? Cops? Yeah. Okay, Mr. Skelet, I thought of a funny joke today when I was at the barbershop. Oh, hit me. Well, it's not really a joke. It's just a funny idea. Let's open a barbershop, and then downstairs from that barbershop, open a pubes barbershop. <laughs> oh. Would the uh, decor match in both of those barbershops? Oh, maybe it probably would. Uh. There would be drapes on the, in the upstairs and carpet in the downstairs? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I was thinking of a barbershop just for men. A hair, a hair salon. I, I don't even know, man. I wouldn't. That's, is that a thing you let other people do if you're a lady? I guess so. Hmm. I don't know if I would let another person, male or female, go to work on my pubes, really. Yeah. I know women do it all the time. They're just like, hey, why don't you just pour some wax in between my butt cheeks and rip that hair out? The thing is... I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to inflict that on somebody. Yeah. Even though it's their job that they chose to do and trained to do. Like, I'm not afraid of it hurting or I'm not afraid of, like, or embarrassed about getting it done. It's just like, oh, man, I, I really don't want you to have to rip hair off my balls for your job. I uh, I tried once using uh, using some of that NADS. Uh, stuff <laughs> right. and uh, which I would th- you would think yeah you'd think that's what it's for, uh, but one one swipe of it, and I, this is not normally a thing that happens to me, but there was there was so much blood that I couldn't go on. Ugh. I was like, wow, I'm gonna stop doing this because I just saw a whole bunch of my blood and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> oh my like, god! Anyway, there was a lot of my blood for a real stupid reason, right? Like that amount of yeah. blood. If I was like trying to rescue a baby from a well or something, would have probably been fine, and I wouldn't have just like that's it. But but when this was when this was just like a sort of a mostly yeah. joke grooming thing, like. I mean, the skin on your balls has got to be thinner than even the skin on the most ladiest of lady parts, right? Oh, I wouldn't think so. No? No, I mean, I feel like it's pretty huh. tough. Like, you get, a, you get a pimple on there, it's like, damn! You need to jaws of life. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Let's let that sink in for a little while. Hmm. I don't know that, what the jaws well, of life yeah. are, but I think they're for prying things apart rather than squeezing things together. So you probably don't want it on your balls. Yeah, and the jaws of life are for opening doors when they, like car doors when they've been crunched. It's like the opposite of a vice. So it's a virtue. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. So then you went back to the state of Minnesota? 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 Town? Minnesota. Yeah, we had. Um, had Charlie come out for New Year's. That was great. Oh, the, the Butterman? Butterman, Can't who we him. haven't seen for a long time. The funny thing is, the last time that we saw him was the last time you saw him at uh, Vaginal Blood Fart's wedding. And Vaginal Blood Fart just got divorced, so we oh. we kind of joked that Charlie was there to bring closure, as is in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. And did he? He did. He's a guy who will bring some closure if you want him to. He was the, he was the last one to bang her before... She buried him, and first one after. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize him now. He's got long hair and a little 
like mustache beard combo kind of three musketeers or serious black wow looking. that sounds horrible and yeah, no, i mean he i think he looks better clean cut but he's happier okay so what's he what's he doing with himself these days Frolicking. Working and I mean, you know, kind of working a Joe job, but also doing a lot of like writing for websites. And he writes horror movie reviews for a pretty legit website, and he's involved with the film community down there. Still, he hangs out with still, with Robert Rodriguez and, and everybody. Is he is he letting his kids swing around on his on his ponytails? Pretty much. I would imagine the kids with his mom for Christmas and New Year's, so we didn't we didn't get to see the dude. And we went to a stay up until midnight. We did. We went to a concert because the uh, Four Pints Shy, who's the band that was at our wedding, right? And, and they another, they weren't called that when they were there. No, they were called Drunken Disorderly back then. Okay. <clears throat> so, do like Drunken Disorderly plus another female vocalist was playing a show with another band from the Renaissance Festival. That's kind of a similar deal. So they each played for like an hour and a half and then they played together for 45 minutes and it was super great and everybody got super drunk and I was then took a cab home and drank some more and then stopped drinking right before I got sick because that seems to be what I've learned to do. Okay. Yeah. I can't, like, even at uh, Columbus this year, it was like, whoa, I... I'm super drunk, and when I used to go, I should have some more drinks. I just stop drinking and like drink some water, and I'm very responsible, and it, it kind of disgusts me. But you know, I think I, uh, I, I never <sighs> I guess this was, is growing up. I, I never was a getting sick from drinking too much hmm. guy. Like I, I don't know, man. I lose it long before I stop walking around and talking. <laughs> like. Uh-huh. And that's that's awful. That's I mean I think that means that I have even more of a responsibility to achieve some measure of temperance. I mean I don't mean that like I get <clears throat> I get drunk and then throw up. It's more like I end up having to sit on a chair with my head propped back and my hands placed firmly to either side of me and not move I see. for an hour to avoid throwing up and Apparently my body is just sick of that shit because it it won't let me get to that point anymore. I remember getting made fun of once when I had the spins and was laying in bed and I had to lay in one direction so that the spins were taking me down instead of up. Uh, And somebody pointed out that that didn't make any sense and then I pointed out that they could go fuck themselves (laughs) and leave me alone and stop trying to turn me over. We went to our typical Phoenix New Year's party uh, at our friend the philosophy professor's house. So it's like half community college professors and just half drunks from the bar. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Had a time. Then uh, it was more or less not hungover the next day. Took care of the remaining Arizona stuff and then drove back on the second, I guess, with uh, my cat. Which I wasn't sure how that was going to go. But it went fine. How did that go? She freaked out for it. She meowed, meowed, meowed for like an hour and then basically just resigned herself to her fate and just sat quietly in her carrier. She, hmm. was, she was looking pretty haggard by the time we got here, but she's adjusted. I also had to, uh, she had, she's gotten, I guess this happens to cats when they get older. Uh, she started to get these like big overgrown claws that, that sort of get ingrown and they, they get to the point where they can't retract them anymore. 
Uh-huh. So then there's no way for them to sharpen them. Uh, so that was that was problematic because she, she was like, we got here where there's a hardwood floor and it's like tap 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 every time she takes a step. It's like you're not mm. gonna be able to sneak up on any fucking mice that way. So we kind of had to tag team it. She was not having any of it. I'm trying to clip those. Yeah, she's a little cat, but when she's pissed off, she becomes a very big cat. Yeah, yeah, she can she can do a lot of damage per weight. But yeah, so that's adventures in cutting my cat's claws. Um, getting back to work, so that's good. Yep. Got doing uh, doing incredibly uh, successful but short-sighted publicity stunts. That's yeah, no, that was a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, people would say, people have been saying like, oh, so this was a thing for them to see how much traction they can get on Facebook or a thing to get more people on the Facebook or a thing to this or that. And like, it was Sunday and I was bored and it was really cold. So I was like, oh, dude, I could make a hot chocolate item and use recycled art so I wouldn't have to bother anybody and then I could just hand it to everybody who messages me like how many people could do that and then off it went like halfway through I thought this is good publicity to get people to keep people interacting with us and to remind people that haven't played in a while that we're here and to get people excited but that wasn't really why I did it right and I mean I, you know, I don't know why this would be like that any more than anything. Like, you know, anytime we update something or do an event. Yeah, it's know. like a little tiny world event. Yeah, and I feel like most of the people that sent this to you, like, found out about it in chat in their clans or whatever. I mean, I don't I don't think that the bulk of the people that engaged... Uh, it was easily three-quarters Facebook. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. Because you can kind of see... Because it, and yes, dudes, I actually am doing all of these manually. After the first, like, 2,000 of them, then you get people who start, their messages are like, I heard in chat you should, I should send you something, or uh, my clan said there was something going on. But yeah. Hmm. So it seems like we got a lot of the Facebook dudes coming out. It was excellent. I still have 500 of them to do. Which is not that much, all things considered. Guess not. We had a crumbo. We had a crumbo. We, we had, had a crumbo. crumbo. It was a. It was designed to not be fun. Yeah, it was, was not probably fun it was a mistake. Designed to not be fun. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. It's, it's like, like, hey, what is our mission statement on this let's one? Let's have this be not fun. You know, every year we provide people fun things to do, and that gravy train is coming to a sharp fucking stop. Yep. Like we gotta change it up. Nobody likes the same thing every year, yeah. so we have to do, do something that's supposed to supposed to not be fun. I guess. <sighs> okay. Boy, uh, well, do we want to uh, get into some questions? It seems like we should have more to talk about, but I, like I almost feel like once it's been this long, we can't possibly. Yeah, you don't want to just. <clears throat> go back over the past three weeks and look for highlights unless there was something that really sticks out you know and uh, for me it was definitely the, the Disneyland that I wanted to talk about I think we covered that did you get any cool Christmas presents any crimbo pressies got some got some board games got uh, nice. 
the hot stuff's mom heard that I lost my hat, and so she got me twelve identical hats, which she put <laughs> in five separate presents, which was pretty funny. I like that she didn't pick a number that went into twelve evenly. Yeah, there was a different, and they were all different shapes and sizes of package. And it, like it was exactly <laughs> enough to get funny, and then get predictable, and then get funny again. It was it was a really uh, it was a really pretty brilliant present. Pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, now I have, now I can just fucking lose hats willy nilly. Or uh, <laughs> Gary Butterfield proposed the existence of William Nilliam, who would be scandalized by the use of his nickname. <laughs> um, let's see. This thread, felony rights. Could you increase the maximum size of the chat macros? I currently need to run three macros for buffing, and my daily item use macro is running out of free space. To, you know, we should ask Chris about that because I don't even. I don't even know, man. Uh, Nip says, I'd like to double down on Felony's chat macro request. My aftercore breakfast trip requires two separate macros at this point. Well, maybe you just have, you should simplify, man. You should, like, switch to just, like, some wholesome steel-cut oats. Do you have any idea why the fuck we care what oats are cut with? <laughs> right. I guess if you're going to cut with something, steel is good. Yeah, but I mean... Like, I think it's just oats that are cut versus oats that are not cut, but I don't know why it's steel cut. Okay. Maybe back when that was a huge technological advance. Like, we don't just grind them. Like, we have some, like, fucking automatic knives that are cutting them. Oh, right. Like, because finally steel was invented, and that's a thing that's sharp enough to cut oats. Well, no, I think it, the steel cut oats were... It was an automated thing. You know... Before that, you would just grind them. Or you would just eat them. You just eat them raw. Back when everybody was horses. Steel-cut oats are whole-grain groats, which have been cut into pieces. Mm. I... Man, this is... This this teaches me nothing. Uh, in other things, I'm uh, super happy how Crimbo went this year, despite it being meat-negative for me and for not getting a black box, but who doesn't want to win the lottery? Yeah, who doesn't? Do you want to win the lottery? I guess everybody yeah. wants to win the lottery. Everybody thinks I won't do that thing that every lottery winner does where I just ruin my fucking life. Right. But then everybody does. Well, maybe not. Maybe you just don't like, hear about the ones who don't. Yeah. I mean, I just always think, like, <clears throat> the maximum amount of money that I could conceivably spend, which is just, like, getting out of debt, getting the car that I want, and maybe, like, getting another house in another place and then just anything on top of that I feel like you just get rid of I think what happens is that people like get, they get into a bunch of debt as a result of having a bunch of money yeah you know they, they like the hammer principle they like have all this money and then they're like oh I need to live this like rich guy lifestyle but then the rich guy lifestyle requires a continued income of that amount yeah uh, or you're like, dude, somebody will give me a $10 million line of credit so I don't have to spend this $10 million that I have. Right. And then suddenly you find out what the I interest is like. for a on. mortgage on a billion-dollar house. Yeah. I don't think there is a billion-dollar house. You just live in the Burj Khalifa. But why would you mm -hmm. want to? You'd never leave the fucking ground floor because it's terrifying. You just live in the Wiz Khalifa. Nips continues, this January item of the month looks sweet and I'm hotly anticipating the new yearly familiars. You must not live in the Midwest if you're hotly doing anything. Uh, oh man, on Saturday we went and played uh, 
capture the flag in the park, and it was too hot for jeans. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. And then today it was like fucking 40 degrees when I got up. So what the fuck, man? Hey, I got a message from somebody in San Francisco who said it was 70 degrees over there. Were they lying? Yeah, it was the, this morning where I was, it was 40. And I did huh. go out with two coats and come back all sweaty because it got <laughs> hotter. But uh, keep up the awesome work, continues Nipson. Cheers to a strong 2014 for KOL. Uh, Guggerbunk says, did you see my thread about wanting more post-Ronin gardens? The general consensus seems to be that people want it. Yeah, but the general consensus is always... Like, the general consensus would be, like Riff pointed out, hey, you should make it so we can just put on all of our fucking hats at the same time. Like, (laughs) no, man. Like, it's... People... People say, well, you did it with tomes, but the difference there is that all of the tomes that came out before October of 2012 are really weak in comparison to any of the gardens, right? And and you're right, it would be a, just a huge fucking mess to try to make that happen. Like, the tome is not pictured, the tome does not vary from day to day, the tome, like, there's... It would it would require a complete revamp of the system towards an end that I have no interest in pursuing so no man like that's like there are so few opportunities in this game for you to make a meaningful choice about what to do with limited resources like that and taking that away from you would be bad for you it might be what you want but it is not what you need uh, time says this crimbo was fun as always thanks since i'm supposed to ask something any chance of getting notes about our crimbo exploits in the quest log again i think the last thing i did was ousting the crimbomination Yeah, that thing is way the fuck out of date and really needs a day's worth of attention. It's just that there's always something better to do with that day than that. Plucky says, after the current yearly familiars, do you think the next ones could live up to the young man in the collective? I don't own either, but I've heard the former is great for fear man's pixels and run, saving up precious faxes for other things. But then again, the collective's three free passive rest is entirely unique. Uh, This is a weird question because... Do you think that this year's familiars could possibly live up to this thing that I don't know anything about but have heard are really good? <laughs> right. Like, I mean... But there's also the asking someone, do you think this thing you're about to put out for people to buy is going to be anywhere near as good as the pe- thing they're not going to be able to buy very soon? It's like, no. It's... Seriously, no. There's no way we can live up to that, so... Uh, nobody buy these. And he says, will this year's pair of familiars be as comparable or as 2013's effectively cornered the usefulness of said familiars in compare? Like, none... The Kloop just simply allowed access to disc while Gru spat out Grease, but the young man is a fairy cone who could potentially farm psychoanalytic jars. Dream jars are better than just than just because there's no Anapests, unlike Gru... Wow, that sentence got nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dream jars are better just because there's no Anapests, unlike Grease in the case of the collective in comparison to Gru's. Sure. I don't know what I don't know what that means. The dream jars are better than the grease because you don't get the anapest effect. Oh, which people don't like. Uh, okay, can't you shrug it? Didn't we make it shruggable? I thought we did. Yeah, I thought we did too. Like I thought we anticipated people not wanting that and made it so they didn't have to have it. But I mean, it none of the content familiars step on any of the other content familiars. Like that's not like that's like saying that there's this one monster that's really funny and so it has cornered the usefulness of zones like that uh. that just doesn't like no there's 
like these this is these yearly familiars are going to be like d different and they'll have some different stuff going on and like the there will be value in having the young man still because you can still get the jars and there'll be value in having the new thing because it will drop a thing that that's the only place that it comes from and it will be some stuff that will maybe be fun for you to fuck around in and get some new items and stuff so i mean like yeah well i don't know i feel, I feel like i'm being an asshole about this question but i'm like yeah i mean not, like <laughs> what uh <clears throat> anyway uh, Link 14 just says he would prefer it if macros could call other macros. Also, I would love basic arithmetic. Uh, yo, dog. <clears throat> uh, Threns, uh, says, hey guys, welcome back. Hope your New Year's was fun. Well, hope yours was too, Threns. I really enjoyed the mechanics no. around level 2 warbears this crimbo with base stats being locked and fighting a series of increasingly stronger monsters. Any chance of seeing this in a per more permanent setting as an aftercore activity or clan dungeon? I feel like a lot of items slash skill slash gear combos that are normally set aside for just nuking everything out of orbit uh, with X super OP one-shot skill of doom got some use and that break in the norm was enjoyable. Uh, yeah. No, I really like that. I was, I was excited when uh, that whole stat limiting mechanism got introduced last year with the with the uh, mystic jar and that is pretty neat and I very much like the idea of a thing like that because like you said it it suddenly takes all of this stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think about because yeah because KOL is a game about like cycling through the levels over and over again there is stuff that is useful at all sorts of different levels of stats and levels of difficulty of monsters but because everybody is always an aftercore for events like this and you know people just like level up super high for clan dungeons if that's what they're going to be doing for the next little while most of that stuff just doesn't see any use and this is like a cool end run around that and like yeah absolutely like I there will there will totally be more stuff like that because I really like it a lot and it's a thing that I thought people might object to, but just totally didn't. Uh, Blue Scream says, The new garden might just be my favorite item of the month since the Haiku Katana. Well, neat. The flavor is very cool, and it adds some really interesting choices in run. The temporary aspect of the gear is my favorite feature, and the one that seems to upset folk the most. The trade-off is brilliant as far as I'm concerned. Were you at all worried about the reception the item would get because of this aspect? Is there any chance of temporary or something along those lines becoming a new item category like Quest? Well, I mean, it is uh, a new item category that is a superset of quest. Um, no, it's a subset of quest. Yeah, it's a subset of quest. Quest is a superset of it. I, yeah. No, it like it never occurred to me that people would be upset about that. And I think that that people were upset about that is meaningless because it's a result of the the just weird timing thing, where mm. because I rolled out the item of the month and then went to a New Year's party because it rolled out at 8.30 on New Year's Eve, the thing that displayed that didn't get... Like, there was a couple of hours in which one guy thought he had something that then he thought got taken away from him. Even though nothing actually happened, it just comprehensively poisoned the discourse, hmm. rendering that discourse meaningless. So, like... The idea that we can have gear that is powerful, but doesn't then just invalidate every other piece of gear that might be in that slot for the rest of the time that your character exists is obviously a good thing, and obviously frees us up to do more interesting things than we could do if we didn't have that tool. 
and like I, I, you know it, it is it is so cliche as to be meaningless but like fuck the haters like the, the, this is just another thing that we can do now like I'm all about breakable gear yeah you've always you've always been and there was never a good way to do it right it was mm-hmm. so it was always just like a variety of experimental complicated ways of doing it and this yeah. one I feel like is a lot easier to explain and now it's just a checkbox in the spindler right. <laughs> instead of you know having to write a bunch of flag tracking into stuff hmm. yeah moon mouse writes i loved crimbo this year i thought you had a good balance of leveling the playing field high turn gen helped farming who's this but wasn't directly helpful for the officer loot because of the increasing difficulty it was a nice change that plus that normal plus item didn't matter yeah uh now that crimbo is almost over can you talk a bit about how it was received by different types of kol players i'm especially curious about newbie slash casual players how much did they participate what sort of loot did they tend to wind up with i uh, you know i don't know because those are the kind of people that don't really tend to express a lot of details about their experience I've been thinking lately about an idea that I that I that has has popped into my mind periodically over time and I the thing that gives me pause with it is imagining the ways in which it will be abused <laughs> but mm. I like the idea of being able to in game when somebody logs in just randomly say like hey we will give you 500 meat if you will take this survey it will take like 15 seconds and then just do like a survey and give them 500 meat and I think we could get some data about people who like aren't in the forums we can get some data about people who aren't in chat like we could just like you know what did you think of Crimbo and then maybe there's a comments field for, for you know us to mainly ignore if it's names that we recognize, but like it's it's hard to say, you know. I think pretty much everybody got everything that they wanted, except for the people with extremely unrealistic expectations. Yeah. It was a crimbo that was dissatisfying to people who don't like the mall, and you know, there have been crimbos in the past that were dissatisfying to people who do like the mall, and this was one where we decided to focus on the sort of economic aspects of it but but also there is this thing that we just can't do which is make things gift items in a meaningful way right yeah because to me signaling those things as gift items meant some people are supposed to get these and then give them to people and that was not that was not how the people who were bitching about it saw it because to them the gift item designator is meaningless because all they uh, to them it is just a pointless annoyance that they have to use some bot or some third party site or the trade channel to get around the restrictions on whereas to us it is a designator of intent right um but I get that it it is a designator of intent that is meaningless to the people that we would most like to inflict it on. So mm. it's uh, yeah. I don't know. What's 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 your thought? How do you like? It, it helps that all of the not all of it, but it helps that most of the negative feedback was so shitty because that just makes it easy to ignore. Right. I was kind of baffled by the feedback because 
I played it for a while and it seemed to hit that sweet spot where I was getting enough stuff that I felt like it was worth my while to do, but I didn't feel compelled to keep going when it got too hard. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's... But... You you have a temperament, and I feel like so do, so do I, and so do most people, that, like, if you're playing something that's challenging, like, you play it until getting better is no longer fun, and then you just stop. Yeah. And the thing is, like, this event gave you the opportunity to do that every day. <laughs> like... <laughs> Did you, every day you got to decide whether this thing was fun or not and do as much of it as was fun. And that's it. Yeah. You know, there are people who are saying that fighting 4,000 level 1 bugbear or warbears was not fun. And I get that. It's hard to... Like, my thought on that is always that's what the entire game is like. But... Yeah, that's not really not, an I mean, answer to that. Not, but it, at the same time, so don't fight. Yeah, four thousand of them. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, don't get all the stuff. And the people that we weren't hitting for were the people who were hardcore enough to want all the stuff, but not hardcore enough to get it. Yeah, and I think that that's a that's an unpleasable demographic maybe I don't know yeah I mean you please them by not making anything too hard to get I mean a single zone for anyone and eh, a single zone with one monster in it it, like the notion that it is boring to to do that a thousand times like maybe it is to you but like billions upon billions upon billions of Hobopolis kills would seem to belie the fundamental failure of that approach to content in KOL. And it probably just feels different. Like, people don't think of this as... People don't think of Hobopolis Town Square as a zone that was fundamentally as boring as level one of the Fortress. You know, I guess those things have more drops. There are non-combats breaking up the pace. You know, not that there weren't those in, in this. I mean, I guess, you know, people people pointing out that, like, this one did take like three times as many turns to advance the event. Mm. Was I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I get that's what I didn't want was it, it got it always got super hairy when you have something where some people are spending like 50 turns and some people are spending 500 turns. It's always weird to try to figure out how to pace something that's happening over a series of days, right? Because what you don't want is somebody like playing a bunch of turns on the first day and then leaving town for a week and then coming back a week later and just getting all of the non-combats all in sequence because that's kind of boring. Right? So, you know, I just kind of figured out a way to, without having to do a bunch of state tracking, like spread them out over both time and days, like turns and turn count and day count. And, you know, like... I can see somebody saying, well, this this number is three times the size of this number from a previous year, and I don't like that. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> like, that's that's definitely an opinion, and it's not a bad one. It just is one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, there was so much just, like, spite being tossed around that it was it was pretty discouraging. Uh, but I, you know, it's not like all right. Well, the, listen, the, like the 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 gear going away thing. Like, 
people don't like it when their expectations are violated. It makes them mad. But if their expectations are never violated, they get bored and leave because that's lame too. So it's constant kind of cyclical like degree of ballsiness that you have to have when you are trying to provide interesting and compelling experiences to people for fucking 11 years and like it's not possible for everything to hit the mark for everybody all the time but that doesn't mean we just give up (laughs) Uh, Arashman says Heyo, Mary Mary, hope the season treated you well. One, we've had two cases of, K- of objects within KOL having the same name. It's not a big issue, but I'd like to see your thoughts on that. Uh, did that happen more than once? Because mm-hmm. the snow belt, there was already a thing called snow belt, which I just changed to something else. I'm pretty sure that there was never a time when they both had the same name and they were public. Um, well, I know we've had some that have almost gotten... And, but I don't think anything's been actually rolled. Mm. Yeah. Uh, two, seasonal event schedule. For future seasonal events that we know are coming, would it be possible to inform us as to how long the event will take? I'm eager to ascend and try the new skills and configurations, even the new item of the month to its fullest, but I'm afraid to miss new content that may arrive. There's ways to do this without spoiling there being a second part of the event, for example, by saying Krimbo will end on day X, and then on day X the second phase is launched. But that would that would be terrible. Like saying Crimbo will end on Friday and then everybody's like, all right, well, cool. I'm done. I'm ascending. And then, oh, just kidding. It didn't really end. It did became a second thing. I bet you wish you hadn't ascended, fucker. Like, <laughs> that seems like an awful way to go about that that would just make everyone angry. Like, I, I know why you want this, but like, A, it we often don't know when it's going to end, right? Because we do a lot of this stuff seat of the pants. And B, it's it like it's like this boring, efficient German sex. If we just spell everything out to begin with, right? Like <laughs> just you. The point of them is that they are not wrote. Yeah. No, uh, oh, sorry, written. They're not written. Uh, three, is there a special drop mechanic or limitation to the black box that now prevents them from dropping? If this will spoil part of the event continuing along its current path, uh, feel free to spoil, then skip this question. Oh, I'm skipping this question. Shouldn't have even read it. Um, Wax says, what would be hilarious, wrote Tom808 in chat, if only a single monster could be banished in the ice house for the entire kingdom. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, whether or uh, when or if you eventually replicate that mechanic, I hope you do it like this. Jick, have you learned anything about being cool? Uh, no, not a damn thing. Scully, have you taught Jake anything about being cool? None of us know how to be cool. We know how to change the lexicon so that among a small group of people, our set of nerd ticks is seen as cool. Yeah. I got a cool haircut. That's step one, right? Having cool hair. I hope not. <laughs> oh, come I, on, shaved head is I have a winter beard. Have you seen my winter beard? I haven't. Are you going to change your uh, name to Lady Winterbeard? Going pretty well. My wife's going to change her name to Lady Mm. Winterbeard. And she will be my beard throughout the winter. Uh, Any chance, says Lady Kiri, that we get KOL con dates announced soon? Hoping to make this year for my first time ever, but need to make plans and such. Much thanks. Yeah, I I have no idea where any of that is. Um, 
I will check. I will check with hot stuff. Uh, ask again for the Thursday show. Sopia says, please take additional measures to help further mitigate mispricing items, especially Mr. Items in the mall store. A confirmed checkbox will be helpful. I, somebody later suggests something that's actually actionable, but like, you know, this is somebody who accidentally mispriced a Mr. A, got bought by a bot, and now are pissed off that they lost a bunch of meat. It... <sighs> Saying a confirmed checkbox would be helpful is, like, it's tautological to say a helpful thing would be helpful. Like, something that would have prevented me from making that mistake would have prevented me from making that mistake. Like, yes, that's true, but I defy you to propose an actionable system that would do that. Like, it sucks, and I'm sorry that that happened to you, but, like, if if we were to put an extra step in it, it was like, are you sure you want to sell this for this amount? everyone would ignore it and it would just be a meaningless inconvenience so maybe like one in every 12 times it does okay yeah that's good that's and good. A, in a random yeah, randomly, it keeps you it keeps you on your toes so, so somebody later suggests a a thing that warns you if you're putting something in the mall for less than a certain percentage of its other of its lowest price elsewhere in the mall which that that is actually actionable right and I'm not totally averse to that um i don't like having game systems well in fact i refuse to have any game systems take mall price into consideration for anything because then that just renders renders a thing that is currently kind of a game unto itself into a gameable gamey game to fuck up the rest of the game but Mm. that since it's just a like presumably an option that you would just turn on like warn me if I try to put anything in the mall so then somebody was like well, why didn't you give me the opportunity to do like why didn't you turn that on by default and it's like well because then instead of one person yelling at me a thousand people would be yelling at me interfaces man that's why you should spend more time thinking about stuff and testing stuff internally before you roll it out and nothing ever gets fucking done and the wheels of industry turn extremely slowly and uh, our, our jobs are boring Gordy says, will we ever see War Bears again after the Crimbo Town's gone? All the stuff special made for War Bears will feel kind of sad if they entirely leave the kingdom except in our fax machines. What could be they're still in the fax machines? Uh, That's kind of the way the Crimbo goes, though, right? Yeah. Like, we we do a bunch of big, like, a big content drop and maybe even spend a lot of time making name generators and shit. And then it just goes away. Like, that's part of its special. I mean, I can see, that in this case, there is a lot of very specific mechanical stuff that is going to be of limited use. You know, how also how sure. likely are we to see something like a clan dungeon where monsters scale similarly to warbears, perhaps even featuring warbears? It's a little trickier in a clan dungeon because, you know, do, do they get harder based on how many the whole clan has killed or how many you've killed? I mean, it's it it's not, it couldn't be the same, you know, but yeah, similar, like it's, I, it's cool. Uh, on the clan dungeon note, I remember something about a Dreadsylvania touch-up going to happen. Is that going to happen anytime soon, or should I not hold my breath? Um, probably on the, like, single-digit number of months soon, but not, like, soon, soon. So, no, don't hold your breath. And then thanks for the hot chocolate, Scully. You're welcome. Um, and then Southwest is uh, asking for a couple uh, specific suggestions about how to make it so you can use all your gardens at once. Like, I... Yeah. Again, I get it. But, oops, but I dropped my pen. 
would people asking for that be opposed to us rebalancing everything? Probably. I mean, everybody so everybody's that, always opposed to everything. Yeah, because the the whole reason that you that we have them one at a time is they're balanced for that. Yep. So is that what you want? Do you want lamer items that you can use more of? Silent Tristero writes, I would like to see a use button added to the Nolish Auto Plunger, and when you use it, it randomly chooses a meat-pasting recipe that can be made from stuff in your inventory and then puts it together. Such is my <laughs> dream. That's pretty funny. That's kind of cool. Codric um, says, can we please get multi-use on blind pack diecasts? Yeah. If, uh, you know, if you can get enough people to ask me for that, I'll do it. Um, what was the best thing you got for Crimbo? What was the worst? Uh, the best thing I got for Crimbo was seven hats, and the worst thing I got was five hats. <laughs> Um, how long, he says, until the Class Act 2 subtest from fights changes become the standard in all paths? I ask because I want the answer to be, it's already done. Mm, I don't know. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to just roll that when the path ends. Um, the, it's weird that... It, yeah, I don't know. It's weird that the, the, the feedback on that has generally been, this is too many stats. I, that's... I haven't heard a lot of people talking about that recently, but maybe it's just because... Ah, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows why? Man, feedback. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, Mary Crimbo says, A nonime? Uh, one, could we use items that generate things in Hanks and the generated item would stay in Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two, how many AMC gremlins are in an ice house right now? What about an ultra rare equivalent drop mechanism for the currently most hated monster of the kingdom? Oh, that's kind of funny, actually. Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at what monsters are perma-banished like that. Uh, but I will. Not right now. Uh, Wax says... It would be great if something... Yeah, if an item is priced at less than half the current mall price, give me a little confirmation box, and then uh, let's see, turn it off. So, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, Squin says, in case anybody still happened to be wondering, based on Jick's claims, his wiener wiener is 11 and 1 ninth inches, while Scully's is 1 and 1 ninth inches. Math. <laughs> um... Spider McFly says, this may have been addressed a thousand years ago, but why no more tiny plastics for real? I got a set of four for Christmas for my kids, and I'd love to see more of them, and in fact, more KOL swag. TLDR, create more ways to take my money. Yeah. It, the, it is so unlikely that I will ever want to deal with having physical objects manufactured in China again. Like, I, I'm not super okay with the ethics of it and I wasn't then sure. but it was like you know people wanted them and I was like eh, okay we, we'll see and you know it's like it's not like I heard stories about the people making the tiny plastics that made me like feel like a guilty imperialist pig but like you know it took years to recover what buying the minimum quantity of those that we could cost and we still have some left yeah, I think fuckload left yeah Although, I, yeah. we might be, we might actually be running low of some of the, uh... Yeah, maybe we don't have as many left as I thought. I, fuck, I don't know, man. I don't like the store. <laughs> it's... I mean, the thing is... <clears throat> we, we have to gauge demand for something like that, and then get inventory on hand, and then ship them to people. And it takes months. Then, it takes months to actually yeah, like, make the Yeah, like, get things. them... Like, finding somebody to make it 
is a thing that stymied us for a long time, and the solution that we ended up with wasn't the best yeah, one. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's entirely possible that those supply chains are a lot... Like, it's certainly... It is 100% certain that it is much easier to get things manufactured now than it was when we did that, right? Just because sure. there's so many more people making shit. And fuck, let's get a fucking 3D printer. Let's just fucking 3D print them, man. And then it's like, let's not even sell them, man. Let's just make the models and just give them to people for fucking free, and they can 3D print them on their own. And the, there's one of the things that you can 3D print is, uh, is happiness, which is a warm gun, and it's a real gun, and you can use it to fucking shoot down a plane. From the inside. You have to be inside the plane. Mm. But it's made out of, I don't know, whatever bullshit 3D printers make things out of. It's strudel, I think they call it. Poly. <laughs> I think if people want to make little wireframe, you know, the, the CAD models to 3D print our stuff and trade them around, that's fine, right? No, you know what we should do? We should start making a bunch of enamel pins and then getting people to give us a bunch of money for that. Yeah, it seems to be a thing. I uh, Yeah, if... If there were a way to do with the with physical merchandise, what I ended up doing with the physical comics, then we would probably do that. Where just every time somebody orders a thing, somebody somebody manufactures makes it, it and sends it to them, them yeah. and and gives us two dollars, yeah. and we don't pay any upfront. Yeah, I mean the problem with that is that the I mean it's not a problem, right? Like, but it, but it, the end user just pays a lot more. Yeah, um, because there's just you know more people that gotta get theirs in the middle of it. Uh, Saul Vomnis says 2013 was freaking sweet. Class revamp, sweet items of the month, great paths, the sea. How was 2013 for you all? How's about a year in review? Yeah, we'll do this this Thursday show will probably be that typical like reading all the announcements and whimsically reflecting on them year in review show. Um, <laughs> I had a great 2013. Like I, yeah, it was pretty dope. I felt really productive and really happy, and I, I don't know, just had a lot of fun times with. Jesus Christ! Did you see that the gun run was in Forbes today? Yes, <laughs> I congratulated him. That is so great. Immediately, that is and, so great. Yeah. God, that kid is great. Um, yeah, we should. I bet. I bet he would. Uh, I bet he would come on our podcast. We should have him on our podcast because he lives here. He lives here in San Francisco. Star of Forbes you can magazine. Come over and we can hop there. on your coattails for a while, buddy. Yeah. Um. Man, remember the gun run from back in the day? I remember that guy. He's on Facebook. He's on my yeah, Facebook. Sure, I, you probably remember him from I earlier today when you were like, "Hey, the gun run. How's it going?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, says Solonus, would it be possible to have a back to the right side of the tracks or something at Hanks? I always click on Hanks by accident when attempting to do anything other than go to Hanks uh, because apparently I'm not that bright. Yeah, it's this weird thing because you can get to Hanks because Hanks is inventory now and you can get there from a bunch of different places. I think maybe the backlink just doesn't doesn't there. Um. Uh, Deus Ex Magna says, I noticed the message I got from Uncle Crimbo, the one with the Warbear Bank, doesn't link back to player 666, Uncle Crimbo. Did you guys forget about him? Yes. Um. Staygold says, another great year gone and another one on the way. Thanks, guys. Now with our newly expanded campgrounds, how about some trees? We have that big old forest. There has to be something more than lions, knights, and bears in it. We have gardens, even a florist. Let's bring the nursery closer to being complete and also add some trees for personal use, a.k.a. item of the month. How about fruit and nut trees? They could function for both regular play ascension needs and offer a PvP defense feature. Neat. Um, fruit, nut. Hmm. What kind of nut... What kind of nut would you make if you had to make a joke about a nut? 
<laughs> busted nut tree. <laughs> yep. Like if you well, that's if you don't pick them in time, they fall off and get busted. Yeah, they they turn blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, go funk your tea. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. This is like that television show in Canada where you're supposed to figure out a vanity plate. <laughs> right. Was that a show here too? An entire show? They, I don't think they, so. I think it was called Bumper Stumpers in Canada. Like they talk about it on Stop Podcasting Yourself all the time, and that seems great. Huh. I would, I would probably watch that. <laughs> really, what I, I wouldn't watch it. What I would do is I would just look at a web page that had like a thousand vanity plates that you were supposed to figure out what the joke was. Because like right. looking at a vanity plate and trying to figure out what the joke was, and then make it dirty by reinterpreting the letters, like that's fucking. That's a, just a national pastime, for mm. me at least. Yeah, for you. I think that's how you can tell whether somebody is somebody with whom you can hang or not. Is like, do they think that you're just a dweeb for doing that? Or do they play along? And that's when you no, know whether to throw along. them out the door of your moving car or not. There's some show on N- on NPR on the like Sunday nights that is a quiz show where it's always like weird word puzzles and, and riddles based on puns. And Jonathan Colton is their house band. Hmm. I've I have no idea what it's called or when it airs, but whenever I find it, like th- this is exactly what I want for you me. You should right find now. out what it's called. I should, and I should subscribe to anyway, it. Anyway, go funk your titties. Says, have you ever considered making a challenge path specifically for when people want to spend less time playing KOL? When my work picks up, I often end up dropping out of KOL because it takes like forty minutes a day. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Hot Stuff about this the other day. Like, basically making something that was. W- more strictly what Oxy used to be, right? Where you just get no turn gen. Like, we figure uh-huh. out a way to make it feasible to play like you just get, like, 50 turns a day and eating and drinking only gives you stats and no turns. Right? And, like, mm. maybe it gives you 10 times the stats. I don't know. Uh, but But just that. Just that. Like, just a less time. It would... It would be dangerous to make it, like, really reasonable to do the same day count runs that you could, because that that would just get, like, I feel like that would start to get scripted real fast. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we, this is definitely, this is definitely, like, a, a niche that we are aware of and know that w- we should address it. Um, gross dude you gotta admire the direct approach to that username mm. uh, have you folks ever thought of a semi-road that specifically rewards more adventure sort of like heading to the top of the temple in such great heights as a follow up to that have you ever thought of implementing a semi-road that rewards spleen items um yeah the just more turns is is weird and then uh, why is lucre only obtainable once per day yeah it's I, look, we, the, I've, got an, I've got an idea I've got a I've got a plan for the for the B the BHHer. Uh, JLE says, is there a way to see other people's questions so you don't submit a duplicate in the new question submitter thing? Like, no, but submitting a duplicate costs nobody anything. And it tells us that multiple people are wondering the same thing. So don't worry about it. B.A. Takaline says, why are the Avatar-style challenge paths like Boris and Jarlsberg not allowed to enter the sea? Because there is a shitload of stuff in the sea that is keyed to uh, specific classes, and 
a lot of that predated when we had like functions that were just like is this a muscle class or what stat class is this so there's a bunch of stuff in the sea that was just broken for Boris and it's like ah, let's just not let them in there uh, Van Dyer says I asked this before but can you make bigger and better terrariums available for familiars I'd buy it even if it was only an aesthetic upgrade hmm uh, what would it look like I don't oh man maybe it could it could have like a like a cookie clicker style pixel art wallpaper behind it and just numbers shitting out of all of your familiars that don't mean anything yeah <clears throat> bread tower says I'm a latecomer to all of your shit I listen to both weekly KOL podcasts and video games hot dog Mr. Skullhead thanks for the hot cocoa shared it with a clanny who barraged me with a shitstorm of government conspiracies for some reason <laughs> <laughs> um, Jick, can you please do some kind of drinking challenge again? Those entertain me. When did I do a drinking challenge? I, I don't One know. of these days, we really do need to do that thing where we are all in the same room and we just make the drunk dungeon where we we have some pace that we have to keep up. Like, you you know, we figure out, like, what is what is the thing that we want to drink while we're doing this? And then we just drink at a fixed rate for six hours. And, like, we create one zone per hour or one zone per half hour. But we sort of mm. all would have to be in the same room to really be able to pull that off. And then right. just, like, see how that progression works. Like, see what it looks like by the end. I'll bet that that would be a fascinating psychological journey for the player and that also we would just fucking ruin the game by putting some crazy bullshit in it broke everything. Yeah, but you'll never know until you, you try. You won't. Maybe if we can get CD Moyer to come to KOLCon, we can do it before... Because that's a good thing to do before KOLCon is to just, like, drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. Um, Aramata shares JLE's concerns about holy hell are they going to get a lot of duplicate questions with that submission format if it stays as is you'll remember that there was also no way to check for duplicate questions with radio bugbear which is what we used for many many years without serious incident so just settle the fuck down guys it's gonna be okay um yeah cheese cookie says the January 5th trivial refers to the mist of the big mountain gathering again does this refer to the mist shrouded peak are we gonna have drawer and war bears yes I'm assuming it actually just means Crimbo Ten is vanishing, but my first impulse was Groar. Less than three, Groar. Yeah, Groar's pretty rad. Um, you know what uh, I am going to do is I realize that I sort of need to be around for rollover tonight, and I need to eat some dinner before then. So would you be... Mm. Oh, wait, fuck, is rollover in a half hour? Uh, yes. God damn it. I don't even know what time anything is anymore. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's get to, let's look at, let's actually look at these, uh, look at these questions. Well, we're at the bottom of the list. We got 28 minutes until rollover. The forum list. You go grab some I don't stuff. Think I, I don't think I can eat in that amount of time. I think I'm just going to have to wait till after rollover to eat. Is rollover really in a half an hour? Yes. In fact, there's a thing on my chair, character pain. There's a thing on my, yeah, what I think too. of as char pain. But when I say it Char-pain, out loud, Char-pain. I have to say character pain. So what came out was character pain. Oh, yeah, 28 minutes until daily maintenance begins. Thanks. Why isn't it Why isn't it care pain? Thanks, things Xenophobe wrote many years ago. Uh, well, let's, let's actually look at some of these new uh, questions in this new question submitter thing. 
Tweeber says, what is your most Sounds niche good. or otherwise specific kink that you are comfortable sharing with complete e-strangers? Well, I don't want to share any kink with an estranger because I'm afraid that they will estrange me from all of the people who <sighs> indulge my kink. Exactly. Um, I mean, in the interest of full disclosure, owing to my uh, inability to, to ever utter a falsehood, I, uh, I like big butts. That is uh, suspect to me. I deny that that is that is. What I, you that's like. true. You're right. You are right. Gosh. When a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, I don't believe you get sprung at all, sir. I don't. Sir. I don't. Even I don't have to shout about right. that. Well, nobody ever has to shout. I think that my uh, kink has been discussed plenty. Yeah. Just look at our. Just look at, to 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 find out what our kinks are. Look at our custom items. Mr. Skullhead has his custom item, and I have all of the rest of the items in the game, which are technically my custom items. Right. So, lots of things. Uh, the Attack Corgi says, Is Kingdom of Loathing ever going to have a texture update? I mean, your game is famous enough, you could improve them. You know, the texture of Kingdom of Loathing is in your mind, and it's updated all the time, man. You gain new experiences, and you come back, and you're like, Oh, I get it now. I get it. I understand the struggle that this adventurer is going through, man. I remember getting made fun of the first time I ever smoked pot because I said something about the texture of a thought and somebody was like, thoughts don't have a texture. And I was like, fucking yes, they do. And even later, like, you know, before that and after that, when I wasn't high and wasn't high anymore, fucking thoughts totally have a texture. Right. Would you describe thoughts as a thing that have a texture? Like, you can have the same thought in very different ways I mean I guess maybe mood is the texture backdrop against which thoughts are experienced dude I don't know man you can you can think of some sandpaper and then you could think of some silk okay so that's thinking of te- so that's yeah that's sure <laughs> that, that's probably what I meant uh, MCO or Mc- oh says I heard in chat we were recently on a popular Reddit page. Man, the front page. If you think the front page is a popular Reddit page, which spoiler alert, it is. It's the most popular one. New players, of course, are always valued. But what I heard was that the servers were becoming slow because of it. What di- okay, if you're worried that the servers are slow because you heard that the servers are slow, then it didn't have any effect on you, right? Like right. what? Like, I don't think that we really had any significant lag problems when there was that Reddit charge or during Crimbo. So this just seems like you're complaining about something that you think might be worth complaining about rather than something that you've determined is worth complaining about. What? Mr. Skullhead, what is wrong with people? I blame That's a question for the fucking ages. Would you introduce uh, Sumo 1 versus 1 PvPing or dueling, turn-based actions versus just like mobs? No, just like versus mobs. Give each player X seconds to make their move, etc. Yeah, there was a whole thing designed and then it, it just destroyed us. It destroyed us. It tore our family apart. Uh, there's another question about this down below here. Uh, X, X, let's see. X420, XXX69, XXX, Henchman Bob, XXX69, XX, right? So he talks a little bit about why real time PvP doesn't work so much a few shows back when Xenophobe, and why Xenophobe quit as a result of trying to make it work. <laughs> uh, that, is a, that is a little bit of an over distillation of that story, 
on my part, not yours. But Alice's Army was a real-time player competition thing. As an avid PvP champion of Kings myself, can we expect to see more real-time PvP interactions in the future? Uh, and if so, in what form? Uh, I want my opponents to know right then and there that I've ground them into the dirt, only, not only if they bother to look at recent fights or something. Well, uh, so you guys can go uh, swimming in a clan uh, swimming pool. That's a thing that you can do in real time with one another. You guys can... Uh, you guys can totally fucking brain drain each other and get some new skills in real time in uh, in this little thing you might have heard of called Dreadsylvania. Um, but yeah, it's I mean we we know how to do stuff like that now. The problem with PvP is that the scope of it was way too broad, and there wasn't really any way to make all of the moving parts move at the same time in a way that was satisfying. Like, because what I wanted was for. PvP to be a thing where you got into a fight with another player and you, what you brought with you was like your gear and your effects and stuff and so trying to figure out all these systems to like make it so there wasn't just one thing that you would always win PvP with or whatever um, you know just having stuff be at all balanced was it just ended up being impossible uh, New Delhi says, are you going to accept Bitcoins as donations? If yes, when? Boy, probably not, just because it, it seems like that would be a bad move now, but Jesus Christ, do I wish we had the first time somebody asked us. Right. Like, even if we had gotten like a hundred dollars worth, that would be that would be a couple months of server bills for yeah. ten Mr. A's. Yeah, man. man. I have this vague understanding of how Bitcoin works now, but I'm still afraid of it. I keep reading things about it and, uh, like, getting to where I can repeat things about it to other people as though I were explaining it, but I still uh, don't quite. Yeah. Uh, hey, gang, says Nicodemus. You talked a while ago about an item of the month subscription where we pay for the year and are given the item of the month. Have you thought about this? Have you heard this? Have you thought about this? Uh, as an incentive, you could offer either the most recent or the upcoming KOLCon item for those who sign up for the year. I don't think giving the item would be smart, but I know I would certainly like the skill slash familiar you come up with. What do you think? So, I'd, like, I don't, I'm not going to say that this is a thing that I would never do, but I feel weird about it because whenever I sign up for any sort of a recurring subscription thing, I always feel like an idiot whenever I get billed for it after I'm no longer interested in the thing that it is. Mm. And I don't feel like they ripped me off generally. I mean, you know, if, certainly if it's like, oh, free credit report or whatever, like I do because that's just predatory bullshit. But like, you know, with a video game, that's like, I, you know, fucking I, who knows how long I was subscribed to like the secret world while they were still streaming when I wasn't playing it just because I'm forgetting about it. And I, it did, I didn't feel like they were screwing me. I just felt like a fool. And I don't want to make people feel like that. Um, I think a lot of people would probably happily do it, though. Uh-huh. Um, it's... It would... I don't know what it would do. It's our, our revenue is so volatile. Like, the amount that we make from month to month is so variable that I don't have any idea what it would mean to start letting people buy subscriptions like that I mean so do we just sell a thing in Mr. Store that's like 11 Mr. A's and it just gives you the next 12 items of the month when they come out like that would potentially 
be a thing that wouldn't eventually it would stop causing volatility in the short term but I, yeah I don't even know man I like trying to spin out the consequences of something like that is just like everything with dollar signs on it a thing that I'm like I don't even know man I don't even know man yeah says why is your name Jake who is your lead artist uh, well, me, and I'm named that because all lead artists are named Jick. Also, I like the Urban Dictionary theme you got going on with them fruity girl drink names. So, somebody likes your jokes from many years ago, Mr. Skullhead. Oh, thanks, you guys. Tranquil Owl says, Hi, Jick, colon D. I think that means he wants to give me the D. Hmm. You know, nobody thought else thought this was a funny idea, but I really think there should be a shirt sold in Disneyland that says she wants the D with the big cursive D oh yeah yeah I, I don't know why nobody else thought that was cool I thought that was cool I would have worn that I, shirt I mean I think it's funny but I don't think that they I don't think Disney company would ever sell that oh although maybe they who knows man they who sell knows? that weird shirt that when you're just wearing it on your body it looks like Mickey is sticking his head out of your chest and then like his like sticking his head into your back and then when you tie it around your waist it looks like his head is sticking into your butt so who coming out of your butt no like he's standing behind you and has stuck his head through the shirt into your butt oh like is on the back of the shirt is mickey's body going into a, a neck hole and then on the yeah. front it's his head coming out of something jesus yeah that seems like a terrible idea yeah and it looks awful when it's when somebody's wearing it properly and kind of hilarious when they've got it tied around their waist. Mm. Uh, Fig Bucket, I like that name, says, Hi, I love the comic book and was delighted to see issue four come out. As an international backer, I can't really buy the hard copy, but I'm having enough with the PDF. I've used PayPal in the past, but at some point PayPal decided that it won't let me pay for things without setting up an account. Wow, is that true? I don't know. I've had an account for so long. I don't know. Yeah, me too. That That seems... Unless something change, I mean, I know that PayPal is treated very, very differently in Europe than it is in the U.S. Uh, for various, I think they're they're subject to a lot of banking laws in Europe that they're not subject to here. Uh, so maybe it's different for people, but it seems like that's not a thing that they would voluntarily do because that would just be a huge chunk of money that they'd be leaving on the table mm. if you couldn't just use them as a sort of a credit card portal in passing. Anyway, says, now as much as I love PayPal, I don't love PayPal, and I don't want to set up a permanent relationship with them. Anyway, for a while now, I've been paying for Mr. A's with Amazon, which I'll admit is not amazingly better than PayPal, but the stain it imparts on my soul doesn't hurt anymore, and I don't think about it. In the store, though, I can't use Amazon, just PayPal. Sigh, why is it so hard to give you guys money? Well, it isn't hard to give us money. It's hard to, it's hard to give us money if you have a weird edge case philosophical objection to using some particular service. Um... I mean, I fucking hate PayPal, but they're, like, there's no way to stop working with them unless we want to just go out of business. Um, I feel like the, a lot of the issues that people had with PayPal 15 years ago are irrelevant now, though. Like, there are people who won't get a PayPal account now because 10 or 15 years ago they had some shitty encounter and thought they were shady and decided not to do it again but they like they've come a long way and it's just kind of to me it's the same as like not using a debit card 
Yeah, just, there just there are it. definitely things that there are ways in which PayPal has gotten worse from my point of view over time. Um, it it just le- probably less about them and more about their relationship with the credit card companies. But like, it, there's a, there's just a lot of really the things that bother me about PayPal are not things that bother other people about PayPal. Like for instance, there are like four different forms for searching for transactions, and one of them works. And all of the rest of them have been broken for years. And I don't know if it is just because, like, it's not set up to handle the specific volume of transactions or whatever. Like, every once in a while, they'll just be like, uh, well, I click on this thing and it just gives me a 502 error. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to submit a bug report because this seems like a thing that you'd want to know about. And then they're always just pricks. They're like, nope, this is your problem. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not. Like, I, I... know a little bit about how things on the internet work and like this is definitely something that's happening on your end of this Ugh, man it's aggravating they also do that like cool business thing where somebody is like hey I'm just calling to touch base with you because I'm your account manager now and you're like you know what you are going to have gotten fired or quit by the time I need anything from you so no. I'm not going to schedule a call for us to get to know each other like this has been a waste of time the last 50 times I did it with every organization. So, sorry, but, like, nope. And they get real mad when you say that. Right. Like, no one wants to hear that. And it's like, sorry, man. Like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Just, uh, like, and it's like they got to prove that they're doing something by, like, scheduling fucking conference calls. Like, please, can we please... Can I please just have five minutes of your time to see how I can help you better? I'm like, nope, because how you can help me better is to leave me alone. Like, it's... I remember the first time that we got one of those, we were really excited. Like, dude, we're doing so much business that we have an account rep who's going to handle our shit. shit Yep. Yep. Child says... So the boner day gun is supposed to be a huge and terrifying monstrosity made from the skeleton of a mighty dragon. But visually, and do forgive me here, it's a bit of a wiener wiener. And full of sick for good measure. It's not very big and intimidating, which is sad. Now the fossilized worm from Big's Dig, on the other hand, is a gigantic dragon skeleton that's pretty dope. I keep trying to set Mafia and Mr. Script to replace the boner day gun with that sweet, sweet image, but it won't take. Can you help a brother out and change that image, please? Yes, I think I would like to do that. And I don't think that... I think that anyone who complained about that would stop complaining pretty shortly. Um, uh-huh. We can maybe we can put the old boner egg on somewhere else. No, don't listen to me. I still like the original white snake. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, uh, a Jericho V or Jericho the Fifth says. In the last few years, so much art has been added to the game. Uh, any chance we could see any of that on merchandise? I don't know that. that I feel like there hasn't really been. The stuff that I want on merchandise is stuff that's kind of iconic, and I feel like it's impossible for anything to really be iconic anymore because there is so much stuff. So it's really like only the old stuff that exists in that able-to-be-put-on-a-shirt territory. I'm sure that that's wrong. I'm sure that everyone will disagree with me on that, but like, I'm also sure that if I asked 100 people which new piece of art they would like to see on a shirt I would get a hundred different answers and then sell zero shirts and so it's very difficult to figure out how to move forward on that 
What would you What would you put on a shirt, Mister Skullhead? Your own avatar. I would probably put the uh, Bone Star on there. Oh, okay. I'll get I'll get right on that. We'll We'll get back to you next year with a shirt. Right. Um. Although we did learn something from that about how to uh, how to print something at that level of detail, which we would probably not. I don't think anybody else was was dissatisfied with the end result there, but I sure was. That is not the thing I drew, because the lines bled out. Um, no, seriously, what would you what what do you what would you if you were just going to do another shirt with like a KOL dude on it, or like a monster? Or, yeah, I don't know. The um, the bugbear mothership, I think. I thought of no, not the bugbear mothership. The bugbear captain. Pretty much any time you draw something huge, I always like it and think it should be on a shirt. Wow, really? The bugbear captain? Yeah, the like half metal bugbear dude. That's pretty neat. Huh. The bugbear ship was pretty damn neat looking too. Wow, I, I am I was not at all happy with how the bugbear captain turned out. But Just have to agree to disagree. I don't know. I like his muscly arms, but look at his feet. There's like nothing there. This is a bit like. Uh, yeah, you know who else didn't draw feet? Rob Liefeld. You know how I don't much know money who, he makes? All the money. I don't know who that is. He's a comic book drawer, who was very popular in the 90s and made a whole lot of money and is really bad at drawing. I hide porn at the bottom of my comic book drawer. Yeah. Do you think it would be funny if you were a guy that just always said drawer instead of drawer? <laughs> my Chester drawers. Drawers. I can't go on break here at the Piggly Wiggly until somebody counts out my drawer. Yeah, I do like the, the front of the Bugbear Mothership was pretty amazing. Uh, the exterior? Yeah. Yeah. Canterfly 40 liked that a lot. Um, somebody... Then the back I, of the shirt could have the interior. Hope, I hope it wasn't Canterfly 40 and I'm just forgetting this, but somebody, like, somebody had, like, approached me and was like, hey, do you mind if I print a poster of this? And I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> we should make a 11 years of KOL poster where we just post... It's just a very small type list of every announcement and trivial update that's ever happened. <laughs> that would be the dumbest poster. It's just this, like, complete block of illegible text. Huh. Alright, now I kind of want to do that. You just have it be, have it form the shape of, uh, the bug mothership. Or <laughs> cock and balls. That thing from that that thing from that meme that's always like that's the guy that says dick butt have you seen that uh huh I'm, I'm serious have you seen that a dick butt yeah I've seen dick yeah. butt okay what is do you know what dick butt is from I don't know what it's from no I've I've only seen it pop up in various places mm. um yeah the poster could be shaped like that alright uh what do you say we what do you say we get off this clown train yeah, that sounds fine. What do you say I stop referring to things as clown trains? Because I wish you would. Fucking sense. Um, this has been this has been great, Mister Skullet. I've had a really good time recording the show with you. I did too. I think we should do it on a regular basis again. Uh, let's 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 just. All right, kids. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening in. I'm Mister Skullet, and I'm leaving. I'm Jick, and I'm already gone.